0: Welcome to Flip It or Skip It, brought to you by WorthPoint, the world's largest antiques and collectibles pricing and research database. Buy right, sell right, and profit more with WorthPoint. Now, let's meet our hosts.
1: Hello, I'm Dana Crawford.
0: And I'm Wayne Jordan. Today's
1: episode number 85 of Flip It or Skip It, we're going to be talking about Queen Elizabeth Memorabilia.
0: That's right. Queen Elizabeth Memorabilia, we're going to, I uh, all due respect, jump on that bandwagon because since she passed away this week, that's all everybody's talking about. So we'd like to approach it from the standpoint of Queen Elizabeth Collectibles, Memorabilia, Souvenirs, all of those things because... There's a lot of it on the market now. people who have been collecting are looking to, to cash in and uh, some experts say that that's not a good idea to be cashing in so early. What? And there's also been some talking about what this bodes for the future and and how what this will do to the to the Royals collectible markets in coming years.
1: Wow, that's interesting Wayne because my in my experience you know when, when you have tragedy like this, prices skyrocket and you should sell right away. So what did you hear? Right.
0: Well, that's my opinion too. But in the United Kingdom, there's an organization called Vintage Trading Solutions. And they buy rare items from estates and broker them, sell them outright. And the owner of the company or the spokesman is uh, Anthony Charman. And he says that Tchotchkes and rare collectibles of the queen won't immediately increase in value. It's an investment that pays off as times go by and items become rarer. Well, you know, I've heard this whole collecting is, is a long game argument for years. My opinion is that it depends on what you're collecting and it depends on the market. If you're investing in collectibles... You certainly have to look at the long game, but I don't invest. I flip. Buy low, sell high, move it fast, and keep the inventory moving. And in my opinion, one will make more money doing that over a long period of time than to buy something and hold it and hold it and hold it and hold it and and hope that it goes up because they don't always. Now, with the Queen Elizabeth collectibles, there are a lot of uh, things that are made of gold, uh, medallions, coins, and and so on. Also fine china. There are lots of fairly expensive items that you can buy. And those are the things that you're going to pay a premium for and probably not going to work to try to flip those at a decent profit. So I would get I would fall back and buy things that are more popular would reach a bigger segment of the market that you can uh, find and buy inexpensively and then turn around and flip because you and I know that people are always making listing mistakes on eBay. Uh. <laughs> so finding something that's been incorrectly listed, or poorly titled in in a short-term transaction, those are the things you want to target, because mm-hmm. it's not too likely that you're going to find those things at your neighborhood yard sale. Do you think?
1: Oh, I think you can. I I've found um, over the years I've bought um, Jubilee coffee mugs at yard sales, and right. I've I've been able to sell them and. They don't sell for high dollar, but I was always able to flip them, and and it's funny, but I I did find them at yard sales.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, when you flip something like that, things that are mainly souvenir items, what is your expectation for the price you'll get when you flip it? What's your what's your minimum requirement based on what you're spending?
1: Well, when I'm at a yard sale and it's only a quarter, I'll right. <laughs> I'll just. I'll just take the chance. God forbid I have to drink out of it, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, of course, anything like that, you, you're you right to just, just buy and take the chance. But I'm looking at items that are 3 4 $5. My minimum requirement is that I get at least three times what I paid yes. plus shipping and handling. Yes. If I get that... Then I feel i'm I'm doing all right. and if I can't get that, mm-hmm. if I look it up on eBay or Worthpoint or whatever, and I don't think that's realistic, I'm not gonna buy that item or pay the seller's price for that item. I'll just tell them what I'm willing to pay and they can take it or keep it one or the sure. other.
1: yeah, no, i I know you you always say like triple, you know that's always always been your rule. I I feel the same. I like to triple, but du- I'm okay with double. Double mm-hmm. my money. But on the Queen Elizabeth, I think that there's so much, there's so much of it. I mean, there's such a huge span. There's even trading cards, like baseball cards.
0: Really? I didn't know that's something I didn't know about. Tell me tell me about the trading cards. Does it have her batting average on it? <laughs> What's her RBI. Tops. Really?
1: 1952. Tops. Look and see Queen Elizabeth rookie card. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm serious. One's just sold
0: $1,750. $1,750. Wow. Gosh. I'm sure they have to license that stuff. It's Tops. They license everything.
1: Yeah, she has a rookie card.
0: A rookie card. When did that come out? They're just, it must be new.
1: 1952.
0: 1952 would have been when she was crowned queen, February 1952. So she would have been a rookie queen <laughs> at that point. But we don't really know when it was published. Okay. But it doesn't matter if you get $1,700 for yeah. it. Yeah,
1: and this one was a fresh pack. It's interesting. And there there's a bunch of them on eBay right now. Uh, the mm-hmm. Queen rookie cards,
0: so you can look it up. Well, let's talk about eBay a little bit because uh, I was browsing listings over the weekend. What, what when the event or her death occurred? Uh, of course, my brain goes immediately to uh, how we can provide information from a collectibles point of view on that event. So I looked at WorthPoint, I looked at eBay, I looked at other collectible sites. Oh, I saw some things that I thought were really strange. One thing that seemed to bring the highest dollar was a Queen Elizabeth signature Barbie. Yep. Did you see I that one? I did see that. It was a buy it now listing
1: that sold for 31,200 and there's another one. They have two they had two available and they sold one. Their feedback is is high. I mean, they they're two hundred some feedback. So, what do you
0: think, Wayne? You th- I just don't buy the price. I mean, when when you can buy one of those for eight eight hundred, twelve hundred, four hundred dollars, I simply don't believe that anyone would spend thirty one thousand dollars on it. I just don't believe. Yeah. It. And it's a buy it now, not an auction. The auctions seem to be to have a a lot of activity, though it wasn't unusual to find. Two, three dozen bids on some of the auctions, but those things went for between four and eight hundred dollars generally. I think the the highest one I saw at an auction was about twelve hundred dollars.
1: Well, according to this listing, the seller says that only twenty thousand were made. So if that's true, it could have, you know sparked the attention of um, some crazy person with a lot of money but cuz there are a lot there are a lot on there for 800 bucks current listings
0: and there are a lot of crazy people with too much money it could
1: be but you know i have heard the through the rumors are that these high dollar things that seem impossible is all about money laundering
0: i haven't heard that but that that certainly makes sense that really does make sense as an appraiser if i were going to evaluate an item like this for an estate for tax purposes or gift purposes, something that I would expect the IRS to say this is a reasonable and valid appraisal from a guy who's has the credentials to make this appraisal. The first thing I do is get rid of the outliers, and this thirty-one thousand dollars is an outlier. I could not, in good conscience, say that that's a valid price. There's another one on on the same page sold listings for queen elizabeth Barbie. Is, was what i used to look up and i'm looking up on ebay there's another one just uh, this, the second one was five thousand dollars best offer accepted the next one was twenty eight hundred dollars best offer accepted and then we go down to one bid and something that sold for eighteen hundred dollars <clears throat> so I I just really have a hard time buying that there uh, or accepting that that thirty one thousand is gen is genuine from a uh, from an interested buyer. Yeah, because there are just too too many others around too too much too many choices. However, I do like your your money laundering. This is
1: what I've heard theory. This is what I've heard.
0: Now where did you hear that? I
1: can't reveal my source.
0: <laughs> I can't. Oh.
1: But listen to this.
0: I in other words, what you're saying is you'd tell me, but you'd have to kill yeah, me, right? I
1: can't I can't reveal. But this <laughs> could be true.
0: Okay, Dana, this is a good spot to stop for a word from our sponsor. So let's do that and we'll be right back.
1: WorthPoint helps you make more money by ensuring that every sale brings the profit it should. We take the guesswork out of how much to pay and how high to price. The WorthPoint Price Guide lists over 500 million items sold for prices and photographs. 15 years of antiques and collectibles data. Put simply, WorthPoint helps you make more money. For a seven-day, seven-lookup free trial, go to worthpoint.com.
0: Okay, we're back. Yours truly, Wayne Jordan and Dana Crawford, and we're discussing Queen Elizabeth Memorabilia, Let's pick up where we left off.
1: Now, this is hilarious. Celebrity memorabilia Queen Elizabeth II, Regina Brit- Britannia tea bag, extremely rare, sold for $12,000. And it's the Queen's tea bag. And when you scroll down, it says this is the very tea bag you might have seen on CNN in late 1998. It was used by Queen Elizabeth and smuggled out of Windsor Castle by the special exterminator who was called in to help Her Majesty cope with the great London roach infestation of the 1990s. This royal family artifact comes complete with a certificate of authenticity issued by the prestigious IECA. Own a piece of history, it's priceless, and it's a a Lipton. Tea bag. Now, I I really would not think that Queen Elizabeth would be using a Lipton drinking Lipton tea.
0: Right. Well, oh, I I wholeheartedly agree with that. <laughs> I mean, unless it's iced tea, I don't drink Lipton either. To me, that's got fraud written all over. Too many red flags come up in that yes, listing and to to suit me.
1: The person has eighteen feedback. And it sold for $12,000. So that's money laundering at its finest.
0: But, you know, there have been items used by celebrities that would have gone into the trash that sold for big bucks. Because I've written about them before. There was a an actress blew her nose on a talk show. Yeah. And somebody retrieved the tissue and it went for thousands right. of dollars. Ah, uh, Brad Pitt threw his lunch away, or or didn't, and someone picked out his lunch and sold it. So I mean, pe- people will pay big bucks for those things. But that one, the guy's just trying too hard. Yeah, Lipton. <laughs> you know, he's just tried a to- certificate of authenticity. Uh well, the, the that's not worth the paper it's printed <laughs> on.
1: Well, you know, it could be genuine. I I'm not sure. Yeah, it's from the Institute of Excellence in Certificates of Authenticity.
0: <laughs> well, let me just, just, just for the record, and so we don't get our sponsor in trouble here. Let me just say that these are uh, what I've been saying is my opinion, on, and Dana's. What Dana said is Dana's sure. opinion. I'd encourage anyone who has an interest in this subject. To do their own research and reach their own conclusions. These are our opinions and not those of WorthPoint, our sponsor.
1: Well said. And remember, too, you can get accurate readings on WorthPoint by doing a search and then taking eBay out of the equation and then right. take a look at all of the other three hundred and fifty plus auction houses that have been selling Queen Elizabeth items at right. local and more, you know, realistic prices. In my opinion,
0: oh, I agree. In fact, that's that's uh, a technique that is often overlooked on WorthPoint. Yes people say, oh, well, all WorthPoint is is a collection of eBay listings. It's not. There are hundreds of other auction houses and sellers that provide data to WorthPoint. So one of the, the search techniques you can use is to take eBay out of the picture. And if you're looking at what price is being achieved at other auction houses, I'm very comfortable with that because it gives another layer of security. Because experienced auctioneers are not likely to be fooled by scammers. It happens, sure. But it's unlikely. And and in my mind, those transactions are more secure. So you you have to take it all into consideration. Look at what the market is. Uh, And there's a whole world out there of auctions that are not done online. A lot of them are. uh, And even the smaller auction houses are doing online auctions these days quite a bit. But you still have the extra layer of security. When you've got places like uh, Heritage and Julian's and and the, some of the big auction houses, they've got entire departments dedicated to authenticating this stuff. So I wouldn't pay a big price like this $31,200 <laughs> unless it was from an auction house that I really knew was paying attention and vetting these things.
1: WorthPoint actually has over 650 million price guide results. You can't beat the database. and I mean, you know, of course, I'm WorthPoint's number one fan, but I wouldn't promote them if I didn't believe in them.
0: Well, we're in the information age, and information is is power. and, And sellers who are not using it, are frankly losing out now this doesn't have anything to do with queen elizabeth memorabilia but it still can pertain to that cuz it has general applications you just told me a story about a bobblehead right that A seller at Brimfield was selling this past weekend for $20. Do you want to relate that story?
1: Yeah, I I was in, I had the honor to attend Brimfield um, antique show this weekend. And wow, it was amazing. Absolutely. Of course, it's my favorite spot. This gentleman had these bobbleheads and he had two of them, and they were in the box like hippies in the box, look like, you know, little miniature hippies. And of course it caught my eye because they were in the box. So I went straight for them and I asked him how much, and he said $20 each. So while he was talking, I looked up the bobblehead on WorkPoint and it sold for $200 and it had um, a fantastic description. So I'm looking at this description thinking, Wow, I am gonna use all of this information <laughs> that this person wrote up. I'm gonna be able to create a wonderful description on this. And I started feeling guilty, like I was robbing the man. And so I turned to him and said, you know, I I don't want to take advantage of you, but I I have to show you. And he goes, What? What did you find? And I showed him my phone, my the app, the Worth Point app on my phone. And um there it was for $200. And he just said, holy beep. And I said, said, listen, I totally understand. My suggestion to you is change your price to $60 or $75 so that someone like myself could still make a few bucks to flip it. But I don't want to take advantage of you and buy this for $20. And he thought about it for a minute and he said, you know what? I've got more of these back in my storage unit. And I said, Oh, how many do you have? <laughs> and he said, No, I have a lot of them. And I said, Well, I'm tempted to buy them all from you. But that would be taking advantage. But I said, you know, it's it's your call. And he said, No, no, you can have those for $20. I I don't mind. You've been, you know, honest with me. And I said, Are you sure? And he said, Yes. Yeah. So I bought each one for $20. So I can't wait to put them in my eBay store.
0: <laughs> and And that speaks to There being a direct relationship between research done and prices achieved.
1: Well said. And, well, quick question for you, Wayne. Because of um, Queen Elizabeth's passing, should we start collecting
0: the king? Well, that's a good question. And in my opinion, yes. Uh, King Charles is 73 years old, genetically, It looks like he's going to live quite a bit longer because uh, Prince Philip was 99 and Queen Elizabeth was 396. I I forget off the the top of my head. But anyway, so Charles could easily live another 20 years. But at some point, Charles is going to die. Something's going to happen, and uh, memorabilia, Surrounding his recent coronation as king will someday be worth a fair amount. The problem is, right now, because of all of the attention that uh, Elizabeth's death is getting, these things are, are bringing pretty high prices. Mm-hmm if i were going to collect that thing but at my age charles is probably going to outlive me if i were going to collect that stuff with with an eye toward the future i would wait probably until spring or certainly after after christmas let let it die down there's a psychological maxim or or theory however you want to describe it it's called recency bias the idea behind recency bias is that it's assume that things that have happened to people recently are more important than things that have happened in the past. They favor the the present. So things that happened recently, like Charles' coronation and, and Elizabeth's passing, are going to be more important in people's mind. And because it's more important they attach a dollar value to that, they're willing to pay more for things so i would let that die down a little bit before i start buying but they're going to, people are manufacturers are cr- creating a lot of that stuff cuz the market is sure. hot when the market starts to cool down a little bit those same things are going to be sold for less and in what 20 years 25 mm-hmm. years however long uh, charles might live Nobody's going to know whether you bought them in the spring or in the fall. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> nobody's, there's, nobody's going to know. But unless you plan on holding on to it for quite a while, I wouldn't be buying at all unless you find something that's uh, that you buy low enough to flip profitably. Right now, the, the key word is flip it. But for investment, I'd hold off buy it in the spring or at least after Christmas, and then, then hold on to it.
1: Okay. Yeah, because the prices are too high right now. Exactly. Yeah. Unless you're at the garage sale. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, or, or you know, you find something on the shelf at the thrift store. You never know.
0: You never know. Okay, Dana, the clock on the wall says it's time to go, so we're going to have to wrap this up. Uh, this has been a nice conversation. Uh, Around this. Of course, everyone's talking about it. It's on the news all the time. Uh, so it's good that we got our two cents worth in for the sake of our, our listeners and, and posterity. Okay, I'll see you next okay, week. Bye, Wayne. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Flip It or Skip It, brought to you by WorthPoint.com. The world's largest antiques and collectibles pricing and research database. Buy right, sell right, and profit more with WorthPoint.